Welcome to another chapter of In the Keep. I'm your very own prophet of the drowned god, the Motherload, and this show is all about the world of first-person shooters, their legacies, their lineage, and the people who keep that world turning. It is the will of the drowned god, Katala, that we band together to frag and jib one another into oblivion for all eternity. housekeeping before we get into the episode i want to first off say thank you to all the patreon supporters even the new ones so dots moose paul zach alexander and lashaka we greatly appreciate everything that you've given and every you know the commitment that you're showing and all that stuff to the show it's really great and it's uh, the lifeblood of this podcast so again greatly appreciate you and for all the patreon supporters please make sure that you do put your t-shirt sizes on your profiles and patreon so that when we do get these shirts ordered which should be within the first quarter of this year that we can send them to you uh in the appropriate size and order them correctly and also just to remind everybody else that the patreon supporters do get episodes early so that's a perk of being a patreon supporter of any amount it doesn't matter which amount that you decide to give that is a perk that applies to all patreon uh supporters patrons whatever they're fucking called patrons i think that's what they're actually called uh, that said, if you want to give in some other way, uh, there's nothing wrong with giving through PayPal or credit card or whatever, that, if, if you choose to. And if you don't want to or you can't, that's totally fine as well. We're not trying to extort anybody for money here. It's just uh, money that goes into this community and into the production of what we do here. So if you'd like to participate in that, that's cool. If you don't, just enjoy the ride. No harm, no foul. And the best way that you can support is just to tell other people about the show. Uh, forget sending money to us, but actually supporting the show by shouting it from the rooftop or whatever you decide to do. However, telling your pal on the bus next to you, like, hey, you heard this podcast and they keep, you seem like you like first person shooters. Maybe you'd like this show. I don't know. Do whatever you want. And if you do give uh, a substantial amount, like through one of those ways and you feel like, hey, like, I, you know, I don't, don't give me, don't be afraid at all to reach out to me and I'll, I'll be like, Hey, yeah, we'll get you, you know, a shout on the podcast or whatever. That's fine too. I'm just, uh, it's gotta be easy to manage. And sometimes the easiest thing to manage is for you to just tell me like straight up. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not some like crazy person who thinks I've got it all under control. Cause I totally don't guys, I'm just another human being just like everybody else. Speaking of not having a, all under control. I uh, got to admit that I did fuck up the Amazon affiliate link. Uh, it's it's probably broken when you're listening to this if I haven't fixed it already. But the point being, we're, we're working on getting the one link to actually work so that our international uh, supporters can use it. Uh, I know we're having we've been having issues with the the .dot com link doesn't link to like the German, French, Italian, Spanish, UK, and Canadian accounts. I think I named them all, but if not, whatever. The point being, uh, we're working on getting that to work, so just bear with us. Hopefully, by the next roll around of an episode, we'll get that fixed. If it's not already fixed by the time this comes out, who fucking knows? And, okay, final announcement, and then we'll get into the interview, I promise. All right, we, we've got the uh, Warfork Open Duel Tournament on January 11th. Um, you have to get into the Keeps Discord, which should be linked to the our website in the keep.com as well as all the other links that I've just mentioned before. 
And uh, you can get all the details on that when it's happening, what the rules are going to be and everything. Uh, your point of contact will, again, be Zeb. Again, this is not invitational. This one is open, so anyone can join. And I think the like top certain number of people, Zeb will give you the details, but the, the top certain number of people from this one will go on to another invitational uh, that we'll do with a pretty significant prize pool, I'm thinking, down the road. It's just something to keep in mind. Anyway, let's talk about this episode. It's too much rambling for me. Brad Carney is back on the show. And if you don't know who he is, I mean, he's been everywhere and done everything. He's he made Skull Tag, uh, one of the coolest Doom source ports of all time, apparently. I wasn't there, but apparently it was great. It is the predecessor to what is now Xandronum. I'm sure you've heard of that if you're a Doom person. If not, go check it out. Uh, get your get yourself some Doom Seeker action going on. It's great. It's really fun. Uh, then he also worked on Rack, and then more recently Rack Exaverse. Rack Exaverse uh, was sales wise, it was a disappointment. And yeah, uh, so I wanted to get Brad back on, not only to talk about just what that whole experience has been like and what he's doing now, which is exciting new stuff. And I think that you'll enjoy hearing about that, but also because he's just a guy who comes up so often. And the last time I talked to him, I had to leave the room early because it quite con and I was really rushed and everything. And I, I just felt guilty. And then I, over time, I just more and more and more people kept saying his name to me. And I was like, God, I got to get this guy back on. I finally did. It was a great chat. I've always enjoyed talking to Brad and I hope you enjoy listening to him. Uh, I know he is a controversial figure amongst some circles, but uh, you know what? I say put that shit aside for now and just give him a chance to speak on his own behalf. And I think that you'll arrive at the same uh, conclusion that I have that like, hey, Brad's a good dude. Music this week is by the king of ominous, dark, evil, noise, wonderfulness. His name is Amorpher. I hope you enjoy this track. And without any further ado, let's get in the keep with Brad Carney. Brad Carney, it's good to have you back on the podcast. It's good to be back. Thanks for having me. I, I got to be honest, dude. I feel I feel uh, bad about the way that we did the last one because I had to step out of the room and just leave you with the torture of bones and dew for that period of time. They, they were great. Like, I, I mean, that's that, that wasn't your fault. Like, uh, you know, that was a total impromptu thing we did, and uh, you know, it's. I, I mean, had we known we were going to do the podcast, you know, maybe we would have done it earlier, so you know, you wouldn't have to to step out. But uh, how did that go, by the way? Oh, it was terrible. It was not worth it at all. I should have stayed with you. <laughs> oh, that sucks. It was. Uh, well, we just had so many technical issues that night. Uh, was it for anybody yeah. not following? I had to leave the previous interview with Carney at, at QuakeCon because I was going to cast a tournament for State of Quake, and when I got there, it was just everything that could go wrong went wrong tech wise. Like. The uh, OBS was just not picking up microphones and things were going in and out. The, the tournament itself went great for some reason, like with no guidance, the players just figured out how to do it. But it was, it was a great time. 
except that I got pissed off and just like, I'm fucking going to the smoke pit. Fuck this. <laughs> About halfway through. Yeah. I, I mean, they were doing a uh, doom tournaments like earlier that day at QuakeCon, mm-hmm. and there were, there were tons of issues with those as well. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's hard. Those events, you know, it's like, it's hard to kind of prepare for those. Cause like, it's not yeah. a situation you're in very often. So it's very easy for a lot of technical things to go wrong. It's hard uh, to troubleshoot things like that on the fly. Yeah. When, when there's so much, like there's so much going on around you, just, uh, the whole right. room is just filled with noise and everything. I'm used to quietly, like at my own pace, I'll get up and go take a piss when I feel like it kind of thing. But like QuakeCon, everything's on. Everything's very, uh, I don't know how to put it. Pressure's on. Yeah. yeah. And like 20 different people coming up to you constantly like, hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's very difficult. But that's enough of that shit, man. I got to ask you straight up, where are we right now with Final Boss Entertainment? Um, Basically kind of not existing. Um. Yeah, I, I, I uh, so we, we, uh, we did the first rack game. Um, it was almost a success. You know, it kind of, kind of shows the potential. Um, but you know, it, it didn't really reach the level of success I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we, we kind of felt like we were a little too close to Doom. Uh, you know, it's like we, we were making a game that was like very Doom-like. Uh, but it seemed like most people just cared about Doom and wanted to play Doom, like it seemed like they didn't necessarily care about like a new entry in the genre. So we were like, all right, fine. Well, you know, we, we got, uh, we got some, some good things going for us. Let's, you know, try and retool that and try and do something new and interesting. Uh, so yeah, that's when we went with the, uh, the tower defense game, uh, Exoverse, um, which, which released fully, I, I guess no longer this year we're recording this on the third. Um, yeah. but you know, uh, released, uh, late last year. Um, and so, you know, we, we try to do something different and then it, like that didn't really hit it all either. Uh, we're just kind of at a point now where it's like, you know, we we don't have the resources to really stay in the game and try again. Um, yeah, it just seems like there's absolutely no interest in anything we're doing, really. So that's kind of where we are. I, I've um, I, I've kind of been working just kind of like on a, a side thing. It's kind of like a. A retooling of the original rack um yeah it, it's uh it, it's basically or it's kind of what it is right now it's like um it's like if if uh the original rack was like a roguelike so like it's it's kind of like exoverse minus like the the tower defense stuff and the you know building mazes and that sort of thing so you know so you're kind of like exploring different rooms and it's like procedurally generated and stuff which i i guess there is like a immortal redneck and um kind of um uh what's the other one i'm thinking of uh project warlock yeah um, but you know it's like I, i'm kind of just doing this as like a side thing like i don't have any like or, or i'm not like heavily invested in this i'm not gonna you know spend years and tens of thousands of dollars on this um you know and plus i got like a, i got a new job coming up i'm gonna go be working at ubisoft which i'm really excited about um but you know it, it's that's it's unfortunate but you know it, it's um it's kind of where we are um probably had i known like there was like potential like hey you know if, if i just tweak a couple things instead of like a lot of things uh you know it's like maybe maybe with some tweaks the original rack could have been better received i mean like rack came up like before dusk did and like obviously dusk and a couple of other games uh you know like really hit it huge um 
And yeah, I, I, I think, I think those, you know, really, really taught me a lot. Um, it, it just taught me like people were, were looking for like a, like a really authentic old school experience. Um, you know, it's like, we're necessarily looking for like something like super new and well, it's just like, like a, like something like just very that very heavily appeals to nostalgia you know it's it's like a dusk is like very quake like in its aesthetic um you know it's like we were trying to go for something a little more modern uh and i don't, and I don't think that's what's something i don't think that's something that this audience really wanted so i don't i don't know man that was a beautifully long-winded way of putting it but i i feel like rack just landed wrong in some way because the thing is when i when i talk to people and and i didn't realize this the first time i talked to you and part of the reason that i wanted to have you back on the show is not just my guilt for walking out of the room the first time we talked but because of slowly over time i've been doing this podcast for right around a year now and more and more people i talk to especially in the doom community obviously you have a foothold there your name comes up constantly and not just like a little bit but like too much it's like okay there's more to this guy than I had any idea there really was. And rack is one of those games that like it, you know, on the surface, it looks like not a lot of people played it, but a lot of people talk about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. But a a lot of people are talking about it all the time. So like, okay, so clearly a lot of people, well, in, in our circles, yes. And, And that may be, that may be a small group of people, you know, but it made an impact and it, definitely set a trend for what we're seeing now we talked about that a little bit in the previous interview which i had to go back and re-listen to a bit of because i think i was drunk at the time but i could be wrong but i think that it, it um, was an event i, I probably yeah. was too yeah. yeah i think we all were definitely uh do some had some yeah yeah we had we had some drinks before yeah yeah but for some reason rack just left an impact and it has a legacy that maybe won't be remembered as everybody played this game, but will be remembered as like it set a trend for other things to come. And it, it in fact did there are tremendous amount like right now is the golden age of FPS games that look like older FPS games or right. play like older FPS games. I, I, I think like we really went for it. Like we really took like a really hard stab uh at, at what we tried to do you know it, it's a game we spent like six years on and like we tried we, like we really tried to go for it uh yeah. you know it's like custom engine we had our own level editor you know it, it's like we were really trying to rec- recreate a lot of like what what uh was really popular in the original doom and you know it's kind of been lacking in, in recent years uh yeah. yeah so like we really super went for it um and you know it, and the, the fact that it kind of fell flat you know i, I think it I think he gave a pretty clear indication to other developers that like, Hey, you know, like uh, th- there are some things that they're doing that like people clearly don't want. And they were able to kind of take that and, and like retool it and do some things slightly differently. Uh, you know, I think they were able to have some success once they did that. You know, it's like <laughs> when I was searching for like rack in the like new blood discord, you know, it's like one of the comments that came up was like rack had to fail so that dust could succeed. It's, it's like, true. You know, 100%. Yeah, true. I, I, I totally agree with it. So yeah. there's always going to be stuff like that. You know, there's always like the, I don't know, the, the, the band that played this, you know, like heavy metal before Black Sabbath came out. Like, yeah, yeah, like Blue, Blue Cheer, you know, one of these bands that like has been lost to time, but realistically they started a genre. 
yeah. or at least played, you know, something similar to what everybody later on decided they wanted. Someone's got to blaze that trail so others can come behind in full force. And yeah. And then uh, just to take a step further, it's not, not just rack, but like your name comes up way too fucking much, man. You're like so deep into this shit. Like you just said, you know, you're going to go on and work at Ubisoft and everything. You're, you're like the quintessential everyman of game design. Like you just, uh, who the fuck is this guy? I don't know. He's been around for fucking <laughs> ever. He's done everything and, but he's never been famous for it. And you deserve to be. There's everybody in the Doom community knows who you are. They either love you or hate you. And there's a lot on either side. And I don't give a fuck either way. I think you're a great guy. But well, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I and, and I have been around like for for a long time. It's like a, yeah. I, I mean, the, the very first skull tag I ever did was like a. It, it was like before like source ports were even a thing. You know, this is in like 1996. You know, like probably before you were born. Like uh, yeah. you know, it I was, was born like in a, 95. Okay, there you go. There you go. Um. But uh, you know, it was on like a BBSs, you know, which is kind of like the the predecessors to um like uh, the internet. You know, it's like it, it was like basically like a little like mini internet that you'd like call into mm-hmm. like in your phone line. Like it was it was insane. It was all all text based and everything. Um, but you know, it, it's it, it was it was basically like uh you know it, it was it was the same kind of like skull tag gameplay where it's like um. You know, you, you grab the the flag, you know, except in this case, it's a skull. And instead of taking it back to your base, you go through like a little obstacle course and tag it on the pillar. You know, it's, it's kind of how it gets the name Skull Tag. Uh, yeah. But, you know, so we were doing that in like co-op mode, you know, so you could have like, you know, player one, player two, player three, player four, like starts that like are always in the same spot. Uh, you know, because this is before you could have like, oh, red team start, blue team start. Um, so, you know, it's... it. it, it it was a long time. Like I, I think a like dog tag was like the thing that like came right before it, and I was kind of like, oh, it's a cool idea. But you know, I, I have a I have a, a different idea for uh, how to do this, and that's kind of where the original skull tag came from. And then you know, like the uh, Carmack released the source port or uh, source code. You know, we were able to start making source ports, and you know, I, I mean, even around like two thousand, you know, it's like that's that's when uh, you know the more modern skull tags started getting started. But you know, it was uh, it was twenty years ago now. It's a long time ago. Well, let's like let's go a step further. You made Skull Tag. Skull Tag is what Zandronum, which is as much as I hate to admit this, being like I am a Z Damon guy at heart, but Zandronum is like the premier way that people play multiplayer Doom now. Like that is just a fact. And it again, it's not the the product that we ended up with, but you created the thing that inspired or you know was the predecessor to the thing that everybody likes now. What is up with that, dude? Why are you constantly getting the short end of the stick with this? That's what I, there's so much more to you. There has to be something else. Well, I think you're a pioneer. I I think my interests like don't entirely align with the majority maybe of, of players like in the, the doom community. Like I, I was always wanting to like kind of push, push the, uh, push things forward. Uh, instead of kind of going with, um, you know, it's like I don't want to like maintain the status quo. I I, I always wanted to push things for push things forward. I, I want to try and make improvements like to the gameplay and add new things and do different things. Um, so you know, it, it's I, I can see how that would be not appealing to some. Um, you know, like for a long time, you know, it's like Z Damon was number one and. 
you know, it's I mean, a lot of people were, were, were not really looking for for new things with their uh, multiple multiplayer Doom experience. You know, there there's a lot of purists out there. There's a lot of people who you know kind of prefer the classic gameplay and don't really want it meddled with. Um, I, I, I can give you a, a great example of that. You know, it's like one of the things that um, you know, a lot of a lot of players of Doom specifically really love is uh, you know like spawn camping. So yeah, I put a thing in to add like, you know, just like a brief moment of like invulnerability for new people when they spawn in. So, you know, like they can't just get jacked by a super shotgun uh, the, the instant they spawn. So they actually have like a second to, um, you know, kind of get their bearings and like, you know, it, it would disable like if you like picked up a, a weapon. So you don't have like some kind of unfair advantage, uh, you know, being invulnerable and the other person isn't. Uh, but you know, a lot of people hated that. And, you know, I, I kind of thought like that was the thing where it's like, no, this is objectively better. I, I, I don't know why you guys are arguing for like spawn camping, but it, it, it's just kind of like a personal preference thing. You know, it's like some people are going to like that, some people aren't. And you know, I, I kind of took a stab at um, what I thought was right. Um, but you know, it, it takes people time to adapt to that and get on board with that, and it's a uh, you know, it's it's changes rough sometimes. And, you know, not everyone is uh, on board with that, and I think that's you know, probably that's probably why you know it, it wasn't uh, number one right off the bat. You know, it, it took people time to you know get on board with uh, you know the the new game modes we were adding, and you know, it took people time to like make make mods and content that Skulltide did a great job of accommodating. Um, so you know, it, it's I don't know, I don't know. You know, it, it was kind of the same with Iraq too. You know, it's like, uh, you know, we, we really went for it. We tried to do some some new things. And uh, I don't know. It, it, uh, people just kind of wanted the, the comfort of the same old, same old. Uh, people are always going to be resistant to change in some way, some form. But the fact of the matter is, that if you think that Doom was perfect upon launch, first of all, my opinion, you're wrong. I mean, maybe, that's fine. I wasn't there for it, and I couldn't possibly remember what it was like. But if it's anything not like what it is now, then I'm going to be upset because it's not what I was, you know, introduced to. And right. I think that's going to be the same for every single person. Like mm-hmm. you get used to whatever you like or whatever you were first exposed to, and then yeah. you know, you know. So now we have like the first the first multiplayer Doom I ever saw. In fact, the first modded Doom I ever saw was in Xandronum. I'd never seen anything but vanilla Doom before that, and. You know, so to go back to just we're just only going to play exactly as it was perfectly released, you know, maybe Chocolate Doom or something like that. For me, it doesn't feel like the right thing to do. But for some people, that's all they want. And that's fine. Yeah. I support their right to do that. It it all just comes down to personal preference. You know, it's like there's no there's no such such thing as like this is objectively better. This is objectively worse. Like there's really no such thing. Yeah. So. But you know, it's kind of funny. It's like you see that in like a Star Wars too. You know, it's yeah. like there's the original trilogy, which you know is, is pretty much universally loved. And then you know, George, George tries to do something bold and ambitious, and Why are you everything with the prequel right trilogy. Now? And uh, you're, you're yeah. really fucking me up, dude. I just saw the episode <laughs> nine. I don't want to talk. Oh, about what'd you think? God damn it! Okay, it's fucking terrible. It's so <laughs> so bad. It's it's objectively a bad movie. That's my opinion. It's, erase the star wars from it i just think it's not good that's just me people can send all their hate mail if they want to or probably probably more people i think more people will agree with me but i i i think you're gonna find plenty of agreement yeah um 
moving on. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> I've heard a few different people tell me that they uh, were originally trying to make games that they later made on something else in the rack engine itself. Uh, what's up with that? Like, were you shopping it out to people or were people approaching you saying like, Hey, I'd like to use your engine. Uh, how did, oh, that did that happen? I, I, if, Oh shit. Okay. That, that's news to me. If uh, okay. That's happened. For, forgive me if I'm speaking on a turn. I think, uh, Wataholic maybe was talking about using the rack engine to really? make yeah to I believe God I could be so wrong people are gonna be like like avid listeners of the podcast are gonna be like well, how do you not remember your own podcast like what? <laughs> several episodes ago hey as someone who's done a podcast before there it's uh, yeah. easily it's my answer I think Total Chaos had some some aspirations with the rack engine if I'm <laughs> not totally off here hold on let me keep. Keep the conversation going in that aspect, though. But but yeah, like uh, it, it's that's something like um. No no no, stop. Okay. It was it was Doombringer. Okay. Oh okay yeah 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 yeah. Uh, it, it was it was a long time ago, and and he's since uh, switched to doing his own thing. Um, it's the Quake Engine now. He, he yeah, yeah. I do mention to the Quake Engine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um. It's. I I think when we when we first started, you know, that, that was kind of something that was in the back of our head. Like, hey, you know, it'd be cool if other people could, you know, go ahead and like make make a uh, games with this engine. You know, it's uh, we're, we're making it super moddable, and you know, just you know, the source code is super clean, um, just, just everything. But uh, you know, and then times change. It's like, hey, we have Unity in Unreal now. Like, there's I don't know, there's real no points in a not using one of those if you're just kind of like a like a hobbyist or you know even a little more serious than that uh, yeah. or, or hell you know even if you're a big studio and i mean a, a lot of AAA games are used in a you know unreal these days um so you know it's uh i don't, I don't know it, it's it's things change and uh you know it's um like when we first started you know it, it's it's funny um Engines weren't a thing, and Kickstarter wasn't a thing. You know, both of which probably would have helped immensely uh, with uh, the the rack development process. So, I'm working at Ubisoft, and I imagine you're going to get very, very familiar with the Unreal Engine quickly. I, I would imagine. I I, I don't uh, I, I don't entirely know what they use there, uh, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if it was that. Are you allowed to say like what you're going to be doing, or like, sure? Do you uh, I, I don't even know what I'm going to be doing. So oh, <laughs> even if I was allowed to like serving coffee, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I think, I think my, my title is like generalist programmer. So like they're going to put me to, to work on whatever. But uh, like the thing is like, I, I, it's not like um this particular studio I'm going to, it's not uh like, it's, it's, it's more like tools and stuff. It's not like working on a game directly. So no, that's actually cool. You'll be like, just, software essentially yeah 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 it's i'm super looking forward to it so it's kind of like almost more of like a like an engine kind of thing uh instead of like game design or anything like that and it should be removed from like crunch i would think uh but you know it's it's i i'm really looking forward to it like that's uh you know just being able to take a step back from all the hardcore game development and design i've i've done over all this time just kind of take a step back i mean it's gonna it's gonna be really nice this is a really interesting development in uh, the whole thing because, like, I, I think maybe one or two episodes ago, I was just talking about Ghost Recon and like 
Ubisoft is one of those companies that like, you know, people are going to have their opinion about them as a company one way or the other. I don't really give a fuck has made their honest to goodness contribution to the first person shooter genre over and over again. I've been playing ghost recon games uh, since I was, uh, I don't know, maybe eight years old with my dad. Right. Uh, yeah. Rainbow six. I mean, who could deny that as a, one of the most amazing esports that's out there. Although I don't personally play it, that doesn't matter. Like, this is going to be cool, dude. I'm actually really proud to hear this. I, I I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, I, it's funny. Like, it's such a big company, and like they have such a big catalog. It's like, uh, yeah. I, I still got to like dance. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, Assassin's Creed is like the big one that comes to yeah. mind for me. Uh, but you know, I'm gonna have to really. Look through their catalog and see. Uh, I was even wondering, it's like, do I get like an employee discount like uh, on some of these games? Because yeah, I like to check them out. But um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's gonna be cool. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, I, I don't know. Like I, I with Exaverse, you know, it was, like, it was so much um, like so much so much of like what I did was like just um, engine work because like you know it's, it's like we actually had more artists this time around. Uh, so I didn't have to worry about like making all the levels myself and uh, all mm-hmm. that. So, so I really got to to work on like optimizing and designing systems and everything. Um, so you know, it's the fact that I get to do more of that. I think it's going to be super cool. Let's talk about Exaverse itself. Um, sure. The hard question right off the bat, just to get it out of the way, is what went wrong? Um, I think we forgot about what made Rack appealing in the first place um you know it, it's a very I, th- I think i was too focused on what we did wrong and i wasn't focused focused enough on what we did right uh so i i think we probably threw the baby out with the threw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. um you know it's uh we we, we had a new like w- we tried to go for like something that was like new and interesting and i think something about the game didn't hook people like it, it, we didn't re- ever really get the reaction we wanted from people. We we're like, oh, that's a cool idea. Like, oh, I, I want to check that out. Uh, you know, so it's like we could never really get to the next step with anyone. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's. I don't. It, it's. I think there's a good game in there, but like, I don't know. Like the fact that like no one kind of cared about it to even like give it a shot. And I'm talking about like media people. You know, so we. Yeah, yeah. Gave a bunch of keys out to YouTubers and stuff, and you know, just almost no one with, with any kind of you know following uh, really took a look at it. Um, so you know, it's it, as a result, you know, it's like we didn't get like any feedback or anything, so we don't know what we need to fix. We, you know, you know, we don't. It's it just it, it just kind of sucked all life out of everything, and yeah, you know, I, I kept going with it as long as I could. Um, you know, trying to turn things around trying to fix whatever issues I could with it. But it, it just seems like the idea was just a, a non-starter. Um, you know, it's, which I think is unfortunate. Like, I, I think there's probably an audience out there that would like it, but it's certainly not the old school shooter audience, which is kind of, which is kind of our base. I mean, for, first and foremost, you never know when someone's going to just like pick up a game and then like retro review it. And then people pick up on it. it, it anything could happen in this day and age. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I could. That said, uh, my my personal opinion was always kind of like, hey, you know, great idea. Like, sounds like a really ambitious, cool idea. I think I used the word ambitious like a million times when I was talking about it. But that said, ambitious sometimes means like, uh, 
I feel there there's too much going on uh, in right. in the game. Like uh, there's a lot of ideas here, and none of them felt necessarily like saw saw through. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, and it's uh, you know a lot of that was just like you know we we're just kind of throwing a lot of shit at the wall and hoping it was gonna stick. Uh, you know, because it's like we kind of had that like same issue come up with rack where it's like, uh, Oh oh, oh God, you know, it's like this, this isn't hooking people. Oh my God, we need to do something, do finishers, you know? Uh, so, you know, we, we, uh, you know, it's go ahead. If I can tie it up in a bow, actually, my, my thought process is like rack felt like a, uh, like a doom clone sort of, Mm -hmm. uh, rack Xverse. It felt like a doom mod that wasn't finished. You know, yeah. like, there's all people are like, check out this really sweet new mod where you can do X, you, you can do all these fucking things. Like, there's a million different things you can do with it. I'm like, cool, but like, what's the end game? And like, right, right, we, right. Really ever, we never really got to that. Yeah, you know, I mean, not be able to like really finish it. It's just, it, it, it was. I, I mean, it's it's really heartbreaking. You know, it, it's. I mean, you know, we we got all these plans and things we wanted to do, and then it's like, you know, you get about forty percent into it, and then it's just the interest is just doa and it's like you know it, it, it's hard you know people are going to hold it against you if you don't finish it so you know you do your absolute best to try and get across the finish line and then you, you do the best you can and to those people it's still not good enough and it's like i i, I don't know what to tell you you know it's like we, we did the best we could you know it's like we don't have infinite resources like you know and it's i i mean it, when things are going poorly, you know, I, I think that that kind of thing hurts morale too. You know, it's, I mean, at first people are excited about working on it and then they see that, you know, it's not selling or doing anything and there's no interest. And I think those people kind of check out too and phone it in. And that's, you know, it's, it, it just creates a, you know, a negative feedback loop, which is really unfortunate. Um, but, you know, it's like, we knew we had like the same issue uh, with rack where it's like, if we don't finish this, like people are, it's going to be like, this is a trend. They don't finish their games and, you know, people yeah. never trust us again. So, you know, it's like, we, we really, really tried hard to get as much done as we could. Uh, you know, it's just, and it's still, you know, fell short. Ah, man, you've got an excellent track record behind you at this point. Like you can at least at the very least prove to anyone that you're going to be hired by, or, you know, that if you decide to pitch a future project or anything like that, you have clear, like I can complete, I can build and complete a game. I've built my own engine. I've yeah. built a game with a legacy, whatever that legacy may be. It exists, you know? Uh, I mean, just think about like the sheer number of games that came out before Wolfenstein was created, you know, between, you know, the car, uh, John Carmack and John Romero or anyone, like any, anybody's, you have to, you have, to have a million fa- failures before you reach a, uh, whatever the goal ends up being or whatever your masterpiece ends up being. Right. And I think you got your whole life ahead of you. Well, I, I, I hope so. Um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, I mean, that's it, kind of what you said. It's, it's kind of been the, the plan going forward. You know, it's like, I've, I've kind of come to realize that, you know, Hey, my, my life isn't over. Uh, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm going to go, I, I get this great job coming up that I'm, I'm looking forward to. And you know, like all, all this has led to that. So like, it hasn't all been for nothing. I mean, you know, um, y- publicly, I have to say, publicly, you've handled this so well. You've been nothing but positive vibes. I'm sure you're pulling your hair out. It's some, you know, there's got to be some kind of hard times in there, like fuck, fuck, fuck. But like, <laughs> well, well, I'll, I'll say this: uh, that happened. Well, 
for for the early access release th- that was kind of my, my reaction for for exoverse but uh you know f- from that point you know it's kind of like the shock already set in and, you know i, I kind of knew you know it's uh you know w- w- when we had our full release and we sold nine copies on release day uh you know it's th- th- there wasn't much you know hair point out it was just kind of acceptance you know it's like uh i i'm sure there's a uh, you know something of uh, you know 12 stages of dealing with grief or whatever you know it's like the the, the first step is the, the yelling and the the denial and uh you know by the end i was at acceptance so plus for the most part i've just completely pulled back because like i don't know like social media it's like what's the point of posting anything it's like you know maybe a couple people you know think like that's f- something you say is funny or whatever but uh a lot of downside to it too you know it's like people can use it against you or fire you or just uh you know dig through it later in three years like oh my god three years ago this guy said this thing which now we don't think is acceptable ah i was just telling af domains earlier today i was kind of describing my approach to sharing things on social media and it's like taking a poop it's like (laughs) approach (laughs) approach the, the discharge area Drop off the package, hit the button, leave the room. Don't look yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't ask questions. <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, the small scale that even this podcast has been on is like there. Sometimes the negative feedback's not even worth looking at. Right. And you know, and I, granted, like sometimes I take it and I'm like, okay, I could improve on X, Y, or Z. But if it's just blatant negativity for no reason, who has time right. for that? You know? Yeah. Yeah, and, and like I, I see, I, I would always try and like look at the feedback and like I don't know, maybe this is why, maybe this had a net negative impact. But I, my, my philosophy was always like, you know, you have to listen to feedback. Like you have to, you know, yeah. it's like you can't have a thin skin about it. You know, it's like you're out there like to you know please your you know customers or audience or or whoever. So like you have to know like if they're happy or if they're upset. You know, and, like if they're upset, they're going to tell you, and like you have to you know try and you know, parse through that, uh, whatever, whatever beneficial lessons you can. So I don't know, but, but, you know, like there is definitely a whole like positive side and philosophy to don't read the comments. Um, you know, but I don't know. To me, it's like, I I, I want that feedback. I want to know if I'm, if I'm doing a good job or if I'm screwing up or. I I would say there's a, there's a big difference between someone who comments and has a legitimate thing to say about the product or whatever it happens to be, like someone reviewing one of your games, perhaps if they'd really played it, you can tell the difference between that and someone who's just saying something negative for the sake of doing so. Right. Right. And that happens a lot. And I don't know how, like how much of that have you even dealt with? Like really? Like, well, I was, I was going to say like, you know, it's, it's like to me, like the opposite of like, you know, like positive comments this isn't even like negative comments it's no comments it's apathy yeah. which is i i, I mean honestly with, with exoverse like the, the thing that was the toughest with it was just like twisting in the wind you know it's like you know you put something out there you know you see how many like likes you're getting how much interaction you're getting like none you know it's, it's see what kind of comments people have see what discussion threads are going none you know it's like see what people are saying in discord nothing you know i just you know, just uh, it's like if someone has like something to say, like some like kind of negative feedback, like I can deal with that. You know, it's like, oh, OK, so like this isn't working. You know, this is a yeah, yeah. I, I should tweak this. Blah, blah. OK, like I can deal with that. But when it's just like no one cares, like 
uh, you know that uh, uh, that to me that that's like a really tough thing to deal with because it's just like you just feel all alone and it's like you know it's like hello hello does anyone care am i just like throwing time away working on this like what's going on guys okay and, you know it's like no one will respond to you and it's just i don't know it, like to, to me that's you know it's way worse than like you suck this game is bad you know so let's get out of the negative rut a little bit and, uh, okay all right so, so the new the new side project uh i i understand that you've uh brought uber Gawai onto the team a good friend of mine oh i i didn't know that you didn't know that you brought well, no, no 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 I, I didn't know you two were friends <laughs> we just uh we, we made friends recently uh he was oh, okay. on an episode of our youtube show maps of madness uh we talked about his christmas his christmas uh z damon wads over the years oh very nice yeah uh so no great guy super antler whatever you want to call him but uh how did you end up picking him out to be on your team and what's what's he going to be doing uh he's uh he's friends with um our texture artist remco um so it's so i I believe he's a dutch guy uh you know with a name like a uber gooey guai uh you know sounds sounds pretty dutch to me or uh, he's dutch yeah yeah Watch so and his diet <laughs> probably very bearded but uh anyway um but yeah so you know he he just comes like very highly recommended from uh our texture artist who i think actually knows him like in person um and so he's gonna be doing the levels um and you know it, it's honestly honestly like, like uh i haven't really done much in a month just because like uh you know I, i've you know, going to have disposable income for the first time and I'm catching up on my steam library and everything, you know, plus the holidays and everything. Um, but you know, it's like one of the things I, I have been thinking of is like, maybe, maybe just dropping the whole roguelike thing. You just make a straight up, um, straight up, uh, you know, just kind of non roguelike campaign shooter, you know, c- kind of like the original rack. So I, I, I guess it really would be like rack two or whatever. Um, but uh, you know, it's I mean, it kind of my kind of part of my thinking for that is like you know, it's just it's a lot easier to like tweak the levels in gameplay when it's all like static. You know, it's, it's you know, you can it's very easy to like go into a particular room and like adjust things if that one room isn't working out. Uh, but it, it's hard when like all the pieces are constantly moving. You know, the when the levels are constantly, um, you know being shuffled around and everything. It's, 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 it's a lot harder to go in and, and tweak things that way. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he comes highly recommended. Well, we haven't totally gotten started yet on like actual real levels, but um, everything else is uh, going pretty good. I, I, you already said that he comes highly recommended. I'm just, if I don't know if you've played through his doom levels or anything at this point, but man, uh, the, the guy's got, He's got like a way of thinking outside of the box and like coming up with different ways to play a game. Like for instance, uh, this year's addition to his uh, Christmas map pack thing, which was the first thing he ever did that I played, was like, okay, now we're we're like shooting ourselves out of cannons and like going in like hot air balloons and doom and stuff. And there's like these custom monsters that he makes that are Christmas toys, like giant Christmas action figures. The whole level is like, uh, like a out right out of a little kid's dream of Sounds what, very cool you know it's like like small soldiers doom uh yeah you know what I'm, like 
the creativity that you're going to get out of him, I think, right. is going to speak for itself. He's no, like, yeah, and I think a lot of people really like that kind of outside the box thinking. You know, it's like a lot of games will have like this one crazy level where it's like, oh, you know, it's like a everything's giant or upside yeah. down or something like that. And, you know, that, that seems to to, to to really resonate with a lot of people. So yeah, if we can do stuff like that, that's that's really cool. I, I'm digging it. I'm looking forward to what you guys end up coming out with. Well, it might end up being a while, uh, you know, because I mean, it's going to be side project at best. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to dig deep to get back on the, you know, get back to work. But because, uh, you know, it's that's the thing about it, like being a side project. Uh, you know, it's like you don't necessarily have like the fire of like, oh, my God, we go under if this doesn't, you know, come out and do well. And, you know, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. so for the passion of doing it, not because you have to, because your life depends on it. That kind of yeah, thing. yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, it's as, as we've just, you know, been discussing, you know, it, it can be, uh, it can be tough to find the, find the motivation sometimes, you know, when, uh, things haven't necessarily gone well in the past. You're preaching to the choir, dude. But yeah. Still here. Um, a year going reading. strong. Well, yeah, but it's like not, I guess it's just the holiday season. We're we're talking, you know, early January. I don't know when this will get released, but like, you know, it is tough. Like when you you kind of get burnt out on something, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying I'm burnt out on the keep or any of this shit necessarily. It's just that you know, there's there's these periods of time when it's like, okay, all I do all day is this one thing. Think right. about this all the time. Every waking moment is this thing, and you know, you got to step away and reevaluate. Okay, how do I really feel? and all that sort of thing. And, and I'm still, I want to do this a hundred percent, but I'm just saying, I understand the feeling of like, okay, reassess, step away, come up with a new game plan, that kind of thing. It It's part of it. Yeah. And I think everyone goes through that and not a lot of people acknowledge it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, like I, I'm there with you, you know, it's like every, every time I go to work on this, you know, it's like, why should I kill myself to, you know, slave away on this? If like, no one's going to care about it. And it's like, and then you realize it's like, oh yeah, because I love doing it. Because you're compelled to. Yeah. 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 And, and, and by the way, you know, if you do a good job with it, that passion comes through and people can see that and they will care about it. Mm-hmm. And like, as long as it's not a tower defense game, then, uh, you know, there, there's some hope people will, will like it. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Over time, it will be figured out. I have great faith in that, man. Any, uh, Lessons learned, though, that you want to pass on before we get out of here? Uh, I, I, I just, I, I, I want to hammer home something, you know, I, I mentioned before, but, you know, like, um, it's, uh, it's important to know, like, what's, what's good about what you're doing. Like, you know, people, we human beings, you know, we're, we're very negative, you know, it's like, you know, the old saying is like, if it bleeds, it leads, you know, like for, <laughs> for the news and stuff. Um, but, you know, it's, it's sometimes we lose focus of like, you know, the, the things that like are appealing and hook people in in the first place. And, you know, it's I, I wish I had focused on that more instead of trying to like redo things and, you know, try, try and fix all the problems. Uh, you know, I, I wish I was more more focused on the positive elements and, you know, kind of try really try to focus in on those and hammer those home. Um but, you know, hey, I mean, that's something that goes for a lot more than just, uh, you know, making classic shooter video games. It's, it's, um, 
you know, any kind of project or anything. That's it's important to know why you're doing it and what the appeal is. I don't. I've always kind of felt like the the classic shooter or the retro shooter tag is disingenuous, and I'm trying to step away from that. In fact, I think this episode will be the first one that doesn't have me saying that at the beginning of the podcast because I feel I want to step away from that. Like, let's just say shooters or first person shooters or whatever because it it doesn't matter that it has this like the classic retro thing doesn't have to be part of that. You know, it can it can still be great and not have to be crammed into that tiny little genre. Yeah. It, that, you know, you know, it's it, like when I was trying to, uh, uh, you know, I was trying to like market rack and everything, you know, it's like, I, I almost thought like the, you know, the, like, Oh, it's an old school. It's a retro. Like, I almost thought that was like insulting. It's like, yeah, no, it's just, it's just a good game that exists now. Like we're not necessarily trying to, you know, uh, appeal, you know, appeal to like nostalgia or like this could be something that like coexists with like shooters you know like a call of duty style shooters like what does this have to be like something that's like a, a relic of the past or something like right. it's, all, it's almost like insulting it's like no it's just a good game with like this different set of mechanics you know so i, I always try to call it like a, an arcade style shooter that's what i went with but yeah i really also wanted to call it old 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 school classic retro so i'm like ah, whatever i'll go with it it just, I, I don't know. It's just a way, it's a marketing way of communicating the idea that you're trying to get across, which is like, it has X, Y, and Z things that you're right, looking right. for. So it's and like it a branding just, thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't, I don't like it. It just feels gross. It feels dirty and yeah. I, I'm guilty of it just as much as everybody else is. But I, I feel over time I've kind of gotten more and more like I can stand on my own two legs. I don't need to fucking tag everything with retro shooter or whatever. Like, right. Well, well, good for you. You know, I think that helps. Um, I, I think it helps. Uh, I think it's good for the genre too. You know, kind of yeah. not not use those uh, those kind of ageist tags on it. But you know, it's like we don't call it like like uh, like platformers like old Mario game. You know, it's like we don't do that. Like, we just call it a platformer, and there's old platformers and new platformers. And yeah, we're saying how many old bits? shooters and new shooters. So. How many bits does it have? <laughs> Is this sixteen uh, bit? platformer all right i know exactly what i'm gonna get (laughs) don't worry about it okay man uh i guess i don't really have any other questions for you if you want to close out by saying anything that's cool but i just want to say before we do that that uh thank you very much for coming back on the show i've been uh clawing at myself for the entire time we haven't talked since QuakeCon, so i'm glad we did it I, I'm glad we did. I'm glad we uh, we talked too, and uh, I'm glad you didn't have to be whisked away to cast any uh, any events this time. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I just uh, you know everyone out there, I'm glad that I've I've made some kind of impact on your lives. Uh, you know, it, it's been it's been a blast for me. You know, I, I had a great time with Skulltag. I had a great time with the community and building something really cool. And uh, you know, we did that to some degree with a uh, rack. Uh, you know, it's like. I mean, geez, the, the fact that you know we we built an and we built an engine from scratch and like you know a whole game and all that from scratch and got Bobby Prince into the music, like all that was incredible. Um, Bobby Prince, yeah, yeah, dude, that was that was that was that was awesome. Um, but it, it's it's just all been a blast, and uh, you know, I I hope to not be done with it all completely. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still hoping for fingers crossed, still hoping for, you know, something to happen with final boss down the line. Um, 
but yeah, you know, I just, I just thank you all out there. You know, I'm, I, I'm touched that uh, apparently my name has uh, come up as much as it has. So a lot more than it's, you gr- it's great to have an impact. That's... Go back and like, listen to like the last, I don't know, like 10 episodes and just comb for like, okay. if you, there was some way you could control F your name and audio, like, <laughs> you'd, you'd be disturbed. You'd be like, Oh shit. I, I'm sure that's possible. You know, it's like apparently like you can search like images like on Google. I'm just like, yeah. what? How does that make any sense? But you know, apparently that's a thing. It's like yeah. probably can with like audio too. I mean, it's like hell. It's like YouTube like builds like a closed captioning like just from the audio. <laughs> so like, it's theoretically possible. We'll see what happens, dude. Yeah. Uh, until then. Uh, let me know when you're ready for part three, which well, you know, could be years from now, I guess it's a passion project on the side, but whatever happens, happens. Uh, or if you get some big connections at Ubisoft and you want to bring them my way, that's cool too. But I mean, no expectations. Hey, oh, oh, I, can I share this real quick before, yeah, sure, before you we go? So, uh, uh, the, the whole reason like I, I'm, I'm going to be working at, at Ubisoft is, uh, cause like a guy who works there who's like a fan of mine, um, uh, is this guy uh, Vormulak, but uh, he, he's friends with um, he's one of like uh, he's one of the guys uh, who was working on the uh, old school shooter uh, Wrecked hashtag Wrecked, uh, which was um, I I think it's like still in development, but you know it's been something like you know that uh, they were working on with uh, around the same time period of Rack, uh, but you know like, like very quick style like uh, movement and all that, um. But you know, it's like just a <laughs> this it's a small world and you know it's just it just goes to show, you know, it's like uh you know it's I don't know. I I, I forget what my point was. Just, <laughs> I think it's possible. Like, that was cool. <laughs> you know, like anything's possible, yeah.